Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, and uh, we've got uh, quite the show tonight. We are going over some news. There's a lot of big news that has happened the last couple of days, um, as well as going over a ton of injuries going into week 11. And then we will go through all of the games. It looks like there is, uh, was it 14 games this week? So we're going to go through all of those, including the Monday night football game. We're going to go through the matchups, who we like or who I like, who I don't like, um, you know, some of the some of the stats going for and against some of these players. So um, real quick before we get started again, as we always do at the top of the show, we would uh, ask that you would please hit that subscribe button, whether you are listening on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, the you know the the many many podcast listening platforms are out there. We are just now um, on uh, iHeartRadio as well. So if you are hearing us on iHeartRadio, welcome to the program. Um, so we would like to uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. Please hit that subscribe button. Also, we would love it if you would actually like the episode, as well as uh, please write us a rating or review. Uh, and we would also really appreciate if you could share out this episode uh, with your friends, family, neighbors, those of uh, those loved ones of yours who are into fantasy football. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, I think that is it for the announcements before we get started. So why don't we go ahead and hop right into this action-packed show with today's headlines. <laughs> Today's headlines. All right, and starting it off with headline number one. While some of this, some people find this call, uh, you know, just don't want to deal with the subject. Um, I have no problems hitting it head on. So uh, here, here it goes. Colin Kaepernick is getting a workout for all thirty-two teams. Uh, it's going to be on Saturday in Atlanta. Um, he was, his representatives were told, uh, Tuesday that, uh, that they were setting this up for him. They were inviting all 32 teams. Um, but there's, there's, there's some question as to the, um, authenticity of this. There's question as to whether or not, um, this is just a publicity stunt by the, um, by the NFL. Um, here's what's, here's what's happening. Ka- uh, Kaepernick gets the, the workout. It's going to be on field, um, a- uh, on field work as well as an interview. There is going to be a, um, it's all going to be videotaped. And afterwards the videotape is going to be sent to all 32 teams. There will be, there have been, I, I want to say there's already been a few teams that said that they are going to be there for this workout. Uh, the Washington Redskins, I believe are one of them. Uh, I've heard rumor that the Detroit Lions are sending someone and that the uh, Denver Broncos are also sending someone. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Uh, you know, as of right now, 
all I have to say about Colin Kaepernick, you, you know, forget the controversy, you know, with with the politics and everything. I don't care about that. All I care about in terms of Colin Kaepernick is can he play or not? You know, there are many people that believe he was blackballed. There are people that don't believe he was blackballed. Um, I want to see if he can play. And if he if he can still play, he should have the opportunity to do so. Um, no matter what his feelings are and how he wants to um, use his platform, I think that if he is good enough, he should get the chance to play. We will see if he is given that opportunity. We will see if he has still has the skills with two years off from the league um, of whether or not he can actually get it done. So, um, so again, we will kind of see how this goes this weekend, and uh, we'll obviously do a little more reporting on this next week. From what I have heard, there have been teams that have reached out to Colin Kaepernick's representation saying that they are not going to be there this Saturday for this, and we're actually somewhat uh, baffled as to why this was happening right now and why the NFL is actually setting this up right now. Um, there is speculation that this is going more for teams to get a look at Kaepernick to possibly bring him in for next year, for the 2020 season, and not to be used necessarily for the 2019 season. So we'll, we'll see about that, and we'll kind of see how that works out. So... That's what's going on in the world of Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. Again, we will do our best to cover this story over the next few weeks as it continues. Story number two, Austin Hooper, um, who has led the uh, NFL tight ends in terms of receptions, is out about a month. That's uh, the, the recent projections is that he is going to be out for a month with his MCL strain, sprain, whatever they want to call it, the injury. Uh, to his uh, to his knee. So because of this, I think that Russell Gage gets a bump in in uh, fantasy usage or in just usage in the offense as the number three wide receiver in Atlanta. I don't think Luke Stalker is going to do a whole lot in this offense. I mean, I understand that he is the next tight end. Um, I think that I think that more work will probably go to Gage because of this than to Luke Stalker. So. Um, for those of you who need a tight end this week, there's a couple out there. Darren Fells doesn't have the best matchup, but I think that he is going to be available. Uh, Vance McDonald, if he's available uh, for the Thursday night game, has a pretty good matchup against the Browns who have had trouble stopping tight ends. Um, the other one I would pick up, I look at, I understand he's on bye this week, but um, Jacob Hollister has been so involved in the Seahawks offense since Will Disley went down. I don't see how you can't pick him up. I've got uh, one league where um, I picked him up because I have Travis Kelsey going on by next week, and I wanted to jump on it now uh, to make sure I have him. I have him in a 16-team league, I believe, as my tight end. So, um, so yeah. So I think Hollister is a guy to fill in. If you, I mean, if you have someone for this week, great, and then try to find someone for next week uh, if you can. I honestly. I think that you could, you should try to get Hollister if you can um, and see where it goes from there. So, all right, moving on. Story number three. According to Bruce Arians, um, Ronald Jones can handle more in the pass game. His route tree is growing, um, can do more than just catch screen passes. 
we will see. You know, there have been a lot of people that expected a lot out of Ronald Jones last year. Um, Dirk Cutter just did not want to use him, didn't want anything to do with Ronald Jones. And I think that's probably part of the reason why Ronald Jones struggled so much last year. He didn't really ever get the opportunities. But even when he did have the opportunities, he didn't do much with them, to be honest. So um, I think that he will be... um, I think he could be a guy that could help out down the stretch uh, for some teams, for some fantasy teams that are struggling with the running back position. Um, again, I think that he's he's a guy that you could look at that that could provide some some flex value down the stretch. Um, has provided some decent value in the last couple of games since he's uh, been named the starter. So, just get another guy to to watch out for. So. Um, couple other stories. Um, we'll go through the injuries first. Uh, John Ross has been uh, designated by the Bengals to return, so it looks like he may be back the next couple weeks. Something to watch for uh, if you're in, in need because of wide receiver injuries and bye weeks. Um, Devin Funches of the uh, Indianapolis Colts has been set to return from IR after his, I want to say it was collarbone injury in week one, so he is uh, set to come back here soon. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will play coming back from his MCL sprain. T.Y. Hilton did not practice, does not look like he is going to be available for this week um, for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Stafford is likely out, again, did not practice. Um, Ty Johnson did not practice, so it looks like it's going to be the J.D. McKissick show in terms of running backs for the Lions. Both Matt Breida and George Kittle are likely out for Arizona. Kittle has already been designated as out for the game against Arizona, so it's going to be Ross Dwelly in that game. Matt Breida, with him being out, that uh, you know pushes up Raheem Mostert a little bit. Um, James Conner is good to go and will play in the game uh, Thursday Night Football against the Browns. D.D. Westbrook has back to practicing fully, which is perfect timing because Nick Foles is back and they had a great connection. Um, and really, you know, a lot of people were thinking that D.D. Westbrook is going to have a big breakout year because of um, the connection with, with Nick Foles. We'll see if that can get going again and if Westbrook can outproduce D.J. Chark, who's had like a top 10, top 15 wide receiver season so far this year. Um, Adam Thielen still is not practicing with his hamstring injury. Uh, new pop-up on the injury list, David Montgomery is li- was limited in Wednesday's practices shouldn't be too much they may have just been trying to you know hold on to his reps he's he's basically dominated the running back touches basically force feeding him over the last few games um i see that continuing as we uh, as we go on he actually has a decent matchup which we'll get to later will fuller was limited in practice with his hamstring injury we'll see if he is ready to come back uh for the game against the ravens Le'Veon bell did not practice dealing with knee ankle and an illness um, and Jordan Howard was also limited in practice today. One other thing that I want to throw out there that uh, has been brought up, it's not no, not necessarily fantasy-related, but just something interesting to touch on, is the fact that in the new collecting collective bargaining agreement that the, the NFL and the Players Association is trying to put together um, and hammer out for the 2021 season, it looks like a 17-game season is becoming more likely. Now, I know that the owners want an 18-game season. Cut to two, um, two 
preseason games and an 18-game season. It looks like instead what we're going to get is a 17-game season. We will cut one of the preseason games, which makes sense. The pre- I mean, there are teams that didn't have any starters playing in any of the preseason games. I want to say that Nick Foles did not play at all in the preseason, did not play in any of the preseason games, which is why Gardner Minshew, I think, had such a, you know, a pretty good showing in the NFL is because, uh, you know, after week one is because he got all the time playing in the games uh, during preseason. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this works because I know that one of the reasons that they want it, they may want to do this is to make sure that every team gets um, eight actual home games. Um, you know, you've got teams that are doing that are doing um, that are doing like the uh, the the London series or doing games in you know one one of these games is coming up in in uh, in Mexico City. That they want to make sure that I think that they want to make sure the teams are actually getting eight home games. However, if we do this, that means some teams are going to get eight home games and some teams are going to get nine home games. Which I don't know how they're going to balance that out. Which that you know, that's something that we'll maybe get to down the road as we get through this. But definitely something to look at. Um, it'll you know provide a longer fantasy season. So um, you know instead of seventeen weeks, it'll be eighteen weeks because of the bye weeks. So definitely something interesting. I will. I also think it would be interesting if they added two bye weeks during the season. Maybe started it earlier in August, so it didn't go quite so far into into January. You know, something to look at. So we'll we'll kind of we'll again we'll we'll keep following that as well. So, all right, that is it for the news and notes. We will go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then we will get into this week's game previews. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year, or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, we are back. Why don't we go ahead now and get into our Week 11 game previews. Let's start it off with the Thursday night football game, Steelers versus the Browns. Starting off with the Steelers, uh, Mason Rudolph is a streamable option this week going up against the Browns who have given up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to the quarterback position and are also letting quarterbacks score an average of five points over projection over the last five weeks. Um, Connor and Samuels may have it a little bit tough going. The Browns have played pretty well so far this season, about middle of the road against running backs. Uh, you know, Basically, you know, figured they'll get around their, uh, around their projection. Connor dealing with the injury from his shoulder is back. So I would not, if you have the option to hold on to Samuels, I would hold on to him a little bit longer just in case uh, Connor's shoulder gets re-injured. The Browns have been pretty decent against against wide receivers so far this year. Um, You're you're probably going to start Juju as a flex. He's the only guy that I think is actually start worthy as of this point. 
And Vance McDonald has a solid matchup again. The Browns giving up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. Moving on, the Browns, it's going to be tough sledding for them. The Steelers have been very, very good so far this season, have a good ma- you know, good matchups the rest of the way as t- in terms of their defense. Uh, they've given up the only the 25th most amount of points to the fantasy or to fantasy points to the quarterback position, uh, holding quarterbacks to about two and a half points under their projection per week over the last five weeks. Um, so I I don't want anything to do with Mayfield in this game. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, may have it a little tough sledding. The Brown or the the Steelers have held. Um, held running backs to six and a half points under projection on average over the last five weeks so it could be a little bit tough for them chubb you're going to start anyways he should still produce around you know running back two numbers um hunt is kind of on that flex play radar um if you're willing to risk it a little bit uh obj and landry i think that uh, beckham jr may get uh, may get fed a little bit more with the squeaky wheel and him complaining about uh, his use in the offense landry has also been targeted a ton and uh, for the most part, the Browns don't really have a, uh, a tight end to go with, so we will leave that off the table. Uh, moving on, the Texans versus the Ravens. Um, Watson, you are going to start. He's one of the top five uh, quarterbacks so far this year. Uh, the Ravens have been pretty tough against quarterbacks so far, uh, giving up. Uh, they're in the, the top ten in terms of giving up fantasy points, or bottom ten in terms of giving up fantasy points to the uh, the quarterback position they have been holding quarterbacks to about four and a half points under projection so far. Hyden Duke, they have the 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 Ravens have been getting better over the last few weeks, um, holding uh, not only uh, running backs but also wide receivers to three and a half to four points under projection so far over the last five weeks, trending in a good way for the Ravens defense. So it could be tough sledding for Hyden and and Duke Johnson. Uh, you're still starting Hopkins. Fuller, if he plays, I think is only a flex play at this point. Kenny Stills, uh, he's only valuable if Fuller doesn't play. Darren Fells has a little bit of a tough matchup. Again, the Ravens have given up, uh, are in the, again, the bottom 10 in terms of uh, giving up fantasy points to the uh, tight end position. But if uh, no one else is able to get open, Watson may start targeting Fells, especially down in the red zone. Uh, In terms of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Uh, should be in for a big game against this Texans defense. Uh, they give up the ninth most amount of fantasy points to the uh, quarterback position, the fourth most to the wide receivers. So look for a breakout game again from um, from uh, Hollywood Brown, possibly another solid game from Miles Boykin. Um, I I would I still think that Ingram is you know mid to low end running back two in this game, uh, and Andrews he is still a top ten tight end. Um, he may. His production may be down a little bit, but because of the fact that Lamar Jackson uh, is so mobile and able to move around, it may provide some more opportunity for Andrews to get loose to catch some passes. Moving on, the Falcons versus the Panthers. Uh, Matt Ryan may have a little bit tough, a little bit tough this week. The Panthers have been very good against the uh, quarterback as of late, especially holding quarterbacks to three points under projection over the last five weeks um, on average. The they are top or they are in the bottom 12 in terms of giving up fantasy points to the quarterback position. So Ryan may have it a little bit tough. However, they they just bleed points. The Panthers bleed points to the running back position, giving up the third most on the season fantasy points to the running back position. And over the last few weeks are giving up an average of 10 points over projection 
two running backs. So Brian Hill should be in for a huge game this week. Uh, really look forward to seeing him uh, have a solid game. It could put him up possibly in running back one type numbers, low end running back one type numbers for this week in week 11. Um, middle The Panthers middle of the road against uh, against wide receivers. So Julio Ridley, and again, like I said, Russell Gage should be in, in line for uh, an increased role this week. Um, and uh, Luke Stalker. It's been tough sledding for tight ends going up against the Panthers, so I don't necessarily trust Luke Stalker as a tight end, not even as a streaming option this week. Moving on to the Panthers, Kyle Allen. Uh, I have him as a streaming option at quarterback going against the Falcons who give, the, the, give up the fifth most amount of fantasy points to the quarterback position, uh, meaning DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel could be in for good games as well. I trust more DJ Moore on this one. Um, Christian McCaffrey is going to be a running back one, period, end of story. You're going to start him. You're not going to sit him. Uh, Greg Olson, the Falcons are middle of the road against uh, tight ends, so Olson is a streaming option for week 11. Moving on, the Cowboys versus the Lions. The Cowboys should absolutely take it to the Lions in this game. We've already talked about the fact that Stafford's not going to be in. So um, Prescott should be in for a great game. The, the Lions are giving up four points. Uh, more over almost four and a half points to um, to quarterbacks over projection over the last five weeks four and a half points over projection to running backs um, you know they're they're giving up the most uh, you know in the top 10 in terms of giving up the most amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks running backs and to tight ends so Prescott should be in for a huge game Zeke should run all over the Lions uh, Jason Witten should be somewhat productive Um you know they're still middle of the road in terms of going up against wide receivers, so Cooper and Gallup should be solid. Um, I think that Cobb is on the radar in deeper leagues, so 14 plus, so 14 to 16, 18 team leagues. I think that Cobb could be a flex option for this week. Uh, moving on to the Lions, uh, Driscoll. I, I think this this is going to be tough sledding, honestly, for the um, for the Lions. Um, they are. In the top, the uh, sorry, the the Cowboys are in the bottom five in terms of giving up fantasy points to the quarterback position, so it's going to be tough on Driscoll in this one. Uh, McKissick is going to be the main guy. I think that he could get a lot of catches out of the backfield in this one. Uh, Galladay, I think, is the more likely to be the wide receiver with um, with any value in this game for the Lions uh, more than Jones. Uh, the the Cowboys are the second best team against wide receivers and giving up four points under projection over the last five weeks on average. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, until we see it, he's still just a tight end too. Until we see anything close to like what we saw in week one, he is still a you know 15 to 20 tight end. So moving on, the Jaguars versus the Colts. Nick Foles triumphant return. Well, maybe we'll see. Um, the Colts have been pretty tough against uh, tight end or pretty tough against quarterbacks. Uh, even tougher against running backs over the last five weeks, giving up five and a half points under projection to running backs on average. They are the uh, was a I want to say the seventh best in terms of giving up running back, uh, giving up fantasy points to the running back position. Um, and so Fournette could be in for some tough sledding. We'll see what can happen. The uh, the Jaguars uh, are also in terms of the bottom ten for giving up fantasy points to the wide receiver position making it tough on wide receivers. So we'll see what Chark, Westbrook, and Conley can do. Um, I do not think that Josh Oliver is a streaming option unless you are absolutely desperate. Everyone is gone. 
there's nothing else to pick up and you're in an 18-team league, then maybe Josh Oliver or 16-team league, Josh Oliver might be someone that you would want to use at tight end this week against the Colts. Um, Jacoby Brissett is back. Uh, really, the Jaguars have been somewhat middle of the road against every position. Uh, I, you know, Brissett is a, is a streamable option. Mack, I believe, is still a mid to low running back two for this week. Pascal, Zach Pascal, because he's the only healthy wide receiver as of right now, I think is a wide receiver three. He could have upside to put up wide receiver two numbers. I just don't trust it. We'll say wide receiver three. And Ebron and Doyle should be streamable options. Well, Doyle should be a streamable option for this week. Ebron, again, he's owned in more, so he's not necessarily quote-unquote streamable. Um, but I think that uh, that both of them are you know could put up um, high-end tight end two numbers, streamable numbers for your matchups this week. Moving on, the Bills against the Dolphins. I think that the Bills might actually get their offense going a little bit this week. Uh, against the Dolphins defense that is, you know, one of the worst in terms of giving up fantasy points to quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So hopefully Josh Allen is able to get something going um, other than with his legs, is able to pass the ball really well. I think that Singletary could be in for a big breakout game again this week against the against the Dolphins. Brown and Beasley. Uh, Beasley is definitely a streaming option for wide receivers for those of you dealing with bye weeks and injury. I think that uh, Cole Beasley could come up with a touchdown this week against the Dolphins. In terms of the Dolphins, the only person, the only people I want anywhere near my fantasy teams from the Dolphins, I don't want Kalen Bellage. I think that the, the, the lack of talent supersedes the good matchup against the Bills. They've been horrible against the run, um, I think that Laird or Gaskin is more likely to have production against the Bills in the run game than uh, Kalen Ballage. So uh, Devontae Parker has actually averaged almost as many points over the last six weeks as um, as Julio Jones in PPR and has been like, I want to say, five or six points per game better than Keenan Allen. So uh, Devontae Parker is definitely an option for this week. Um if you're desperate for some help on the on the wide receiver front. Uh, moving on, the Broncos versus the Vikings. Uh, I'm, the Vikings have been not all that great against wide receivers, but they've done very well against tight ends. They've done very well against running backs. They're kind of middle of the road against quarterbacks. I think that Brandon Allen may do well enough to be able to hit up Sutton here and there. Um, for the um, you know, for the for a, a score, uh, maybe provide a little bit of uh, of value there for Sutton. Um, Deshaun Hamilton still haven't seen enough for him to to be all that fantasy relevant right now. Fant, I think, even though it is a tough matchup, I still think that Fant is stream worthy for this week. Again, dealing with injuries for those of you again that lost Hooper and need something, Fant I think could be a a, a fill in this week. Uh, as far as the Vikings go, the Denver Broncos defense has been very, very tough. They are um, top three against quarterbacks, top, uh, was it top eight or not, top nine against um, against wide receivers, top seven against, uh, against tight ends. Really, the only thing that they've quote-unquote struggled against lately is the running back position. Uh, they, you know, 20th in terms of giving up fantasy points to the uh to the running back position. However, 
They've given up, you know, they've kept teams to five and a half teams un- or five and a half points under production for quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Running backs four and a half point, almost four and a half points under production. Uh, and wide receivers almost five and a half points under production over the last five weeks. So the the Broncos defense has played pretty tough. I still think that the Vikings win this, but I think that it's a this is going to be a close game that there's there, you're going to struggle for fantasy production overall in this game. So. Uh, for me, I am I. You know, if you have digs, you're gonna use them. Um, Cousins, I think he's still only a streaming option. I'm not trusting Cousins. I know that he's had a great season. You know, barring the first four, four, three or four weeks of the season, um, I am still not trusting him as a quarterback option for any of my fantasy teams. Uh, Dalvin Cook, of course, you're gonna start and Diggs. I see him more as a wide receiver two or wide receiver three option for this week. Uh, moving on, the Saints versus the Buccaneers. The Saints defense struggled a little bit last week against the the Falcons. I think the Falcons were just ready, coming off the bye week, ready for um, ready to make some changes, uh, and they were able to do that and and created some havoc for the the Saints offensive line. That being said, I'm not so sure that the Buccaneers can do the same. So. Uh, the Buccaneers have given up the second most amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks, most to wide receivers, second most to tight ends. The only thing they can do is stop the run. So Kamara may be in for a little tough sledding and Latavius Murray. Kamara's uh, value is going to be catching the ball out of the backfield, to be completely honest. Breeze, um, I think, could be in for a big game. Michael Thomas, he's a number one. I think you should put him in all of your DFS lineups this week. I think he's going to be that good. You know, you look at what the Buccaneers have given up to, to players over the last few weeks. Michael Thomas is going to be worth what it's going to cost to have him in your fantasy lineups. Um, moving on to the the Buccaneers. Winston, I think, is a somewhat streamable option. I think that he could put up enough fantasy points to make him streamable. Uh, I don't like the running backs anywhere at all. Evans and Godwin. Uh, the, the Saints have given up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. However, over the last few weeks, they have held um, wide receivers to four and a half points on average under production. I still think Evans and Godwin can have good games. I think that Godwin is the better option over Evans, even though Evans has been the guy over the last few weeks. Moving on. Six more games. Uh, Jets versus the Redskins. Uh, Not a whole lot I like in terms of fantasy for this game. In terms of the Jets, um... If Le'Veon Bell can't go, there's not a whole lot of options there. It's basically Bilal Powell and Ty Montgomery, although Bilal Powell's been the one who's received more of the actual carries over the last couple weeks. And I want to say Ty Montgomery's only had like four snaps or something, or sorry, four carries um, over the last few weeks. So um, if Bell can't go, it is a tasty matchup for running backs. If Bell can't go, doesn't play. Um I guess Bilal Powell is a possible option. I'm just not totally trusting it. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers, the Redskins have played pretty tough over the last few weeks, keeping wide receivers 7.5 points under projection. Uh, that being said, I still like Crowder. I think he is the great dump-off option for Darnold and should uh, should provide a wide receiver 3 value for this week in fantasy. As far as the, uh, the Redskins go, uh, the Jets have been playing a horrible defense uh, for quarterbacks against quarterbacks and wide receivers. We'll see if Dwayne Haskins can get anything going this week. 
I don't, um, you know, he has been so just not looking like an NFL quarterback. But this is a good enough matchup in a home game that he may produce this week. I don't want him anywhere near my matchups, anywhere near my fantasy lineups. I am hesitant about Terry McLaurin this week because of Dwayne Haskins. That being said, if you use him, I wouldn't have him as anything more than the flex play and be happy if he produces more. Neither team really has a tight end to speak of uh, for this matchup. So uh, moving on, the Cardinals versus the 49ers. I think, again, the 49ers come back, should go to 9-1 and one after this game. Uh, even with missing Brita and um, and George Kittle, I think that Dwelly should provide enough value. As far as the Cardinals go, the only thing I want from them, maybe Kenyon Drake, I think could provide running back to, um, running back to uh, value. Kyler Murray, because of his ability to run and what we saw basically the last two weeks for what he and Russell Wilson have been able to do against the San Francisco 49ers defense with their running ability, could still put up quarterback one numbers. Um, I think, you know, Christian Kirk could have a solid game. Um, however, the, the, the defense for the 49ers in terms of their secondary is strong enough. I think if Murray's going to score a lot of points, a lot of that's going to come off of his legs. So, uh, moving on to the 49ers, uh, the the Cardinals give up the most points in fantasy to the quarterback and to the tight end position. So, I think Ross Dwelly is in for a solid um, streaming option game this week. He's the guy that I would target if you need a tight end. He is my number one target for this week. Um, and he's only owned, last time I checked, he's only owned like 5 to 10% of fantasy leagues, at least in terms of Yahoo. So um, Coleman should be in for a good game. Breed is out, so Mostert, I think, could provide flex appeal in, in, deeper, in deeper leagues. Debo Samuel is the wide receiver I would most likely want to have for this game. Uh, Sanders is day-to-day. So if Sanders plays, he's the guy I want. But Sanders is day-to-day. At least, and at this point, is more likely to be a game time decision. So, that being said, um, I'm probably le- leaning Debo Samuel in this one. Moving on, the Bengals versus the Raiders. I'm going all Raiders in this one. I know that the Raiders defense hasn't been great, and they've given up a lot of points, fantasy points, over the last six weeks. That being said, they're going up against a rookie quarterback with a running game that's been non existent, uh, with you know, uh, a wide receiving core that isn't all that great in, you know, with Boyd as their top guy and you've got Auden Tate and, and Erickson. You know, it says, you know, the Raiders defense, you know, in the stats say that the Bengals should play well in this one. I'm just not going to, I don't see it. So I think that um, Boyd is a maybe, Eifert is possibly a streamer. Um, again, if you're desperate, no one's available. As far as the Raiders, uh, I like cars, a streaming option this game. Um, I like Ty Williams and um, Tyro Williams and Hunter Renfro as streaming option, or as Renfro is a streaming option at the running back or at the wide receiver position. Jacobs should be in for a huge game. The Bengals have struggled against running backs. Uh, they give up the fourth amount of fan, fourth most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. So Josh Jacobs uh, could be a top five performer at the running back position for this week. Uh, three more games. The Patriots at the Eagles. The Patriots want revenge for that loss to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. My words to the Patriots, get over it, everyone loses. Um, Brady is, you know, he's a top 10 quarterback this week. 
the only running back that I really like for this week in terms of the Patriots is going to be um, White, uh, James White. The the Philadelphia Eagles have been pretty good against running backs overall. White's ability to run to run in the slot, um, you know, helps him out, especially considering that the Eagles give up the six most amount of fantasy points to run to wide receivers. Uh, Edelman and Sanu, I think, are solid choices. Dorsett is a flyer pick that could provide wide receiver three to wide receiver two um, value. And I, Ben Watson is a po- again, he's one of those you know lottery pick type uh, guys for the tight end position. In terms of the uh, the Eagles, the Patriots are top three or bottom three, however you want to look at it, uh, in terms of giving up fantasy points to every single position. They're number one, um, or they give up the least amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Third least amount of points to the tight ends. So this is going to be tough sledding for the Eagles. Wentz, I, I see as a, a wider, uh, sorry, a quarterback two. Um, Ertz could provide some value. Uh, he low end tight end one for this week. I don't want to trust Howard and Sanders. I don't like Alshon. He could, if he gets into the end zone, yeah, he'll provide wide receiver two value. Nelson Aguilar, there's just not enough for me to get excited about uh, in this Eagles offense. Wentz could surprise and put up uh, quarterback one numbers again. Um, his ability to be a little bit mobile obviously provided um, some some issues for the Patriots against Lamar Jackson. So. That being said, Wentz is an okay is an okay pick. I'm just I have stayed away from him for the most part all year. Moving on, Sunday night football game: the Bears visiting the Rams. I don't want anything to do with Mitchell Trubisky. As far as the running game goes for the Bears, it could be a little bit of tough sledding uh, with Montgomery dealing with an ankle issue, being limited in practice. The Rams have given up four and a half points under projection over the last few weeks. Two running backs. I think that Demont he's going to get force fed if he get if they can get down into the red zone. He's he, you know he could possibly get a touchdown. He's more of the flex appeal, not necessarily running back two for me this week. Um, and Allen Robinson, wide receiver, low end wide receiver two. Uh, and Trey Burton did not practice this week, and so the Bears don't really have a tight end so far to speak of that can provide fantasy value. As far as the Rams go. Uh, the Bears have been very tough against both quarterbacks and wide receivers all season. Goff could continue to struggle. Goff has actually been worse than Trubisky over the last full 16 games, um, and so this could be very interesting. Todd Gurley, I think, is in for a better game this week, uh, going up against a team that's given up the 13th most fantasy points to the running back position, so Gurley could be in for a solid game. Gerald Everett, I think, is a is a streamable option. The Bears have struggled so far this year, giving up the seventh most amount of fantasy points to the tight ends. Uh, if you have Cooper Cup, you're starting him at no less than a flex play. He is he's the dump-off option for Goff. He is his main target. I honestly think that last week was just a fluke. Moving on, the Monday night football game. Um, against the Chiefs, you basically kind of throw out all defensive numbers out the window, to be completely honest. You look at what... Um, Mahomes did last week against the Titans, who are very, very good on defense. He, you know, Mahomes still threw for 446 and three touchdowns. So, dealing with that, going against the Chargers, who are, you know, sixth best against the quarterback, sixth best, sixth best against wide receivers. Mahomes is still going to be a quarterback one. I think he's a top five quarterback this week. Damian Williams 
Um, could provide some solid production. The Chargers have struggled against running backs, uh, giving up the seventh most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. So Damian Williams is in for a solid game this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill is still a wide receiver one. Hardman and Robinson, they're flyer, you know, lottery pick wide receiver threes. Travis Kelsey, again, still a tight end one for this week. As far as the Chargers go, you know, the Chiefs give up a lot of points to the uh, quarterback position, but so did the um, so did the the Raiders and Rivers couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I think if the if the Chiefs are able to apply a little more pressure, um, Rivers is going to struggle again. I don't like Allen for this. I may sit Allen in a couple of my ten team leagues just because I'm stacked enough at wide receiver. Um, I don't like him for this week. Uh, the Chiefs have actually held teams over the last five weeks, held wide receivers five points under um, under uh, projection. So um, I'm kind of avoiding Allen a little bit. Uh, Hunter Henry, um, I think, is still a solid top ten tight end play. The running backs for the Chargers should be in for great games. Gordon and Eckler both should be in for huge games. The Chiefs have not been able to stop the run. Uh, give up the most points to the fan in fantasy to the running back position. And on average, over the last five weeks, have given up 7.5 points over projection to the running back position. All right, that's it. Uh, that is it for the games. want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. want to wish you guys all luck in your matchups this week. I hope uh, everything works out well for you. And uh, we will see you guys uh, hopefully on Sunday with our Kings and Sting show. Uh, we'll kind of see, you know, we've had some, I've had some, some family things and other things that, have, you know, need to be dealt with. So we've missed a couple of shows this week, but uh, we got the important ones with the, uh, with the waiver wire and then the game previews this week. So um, we will see you guys again next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Hope you guys, again, hope you guys have a great week. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.